BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, Fidel Curry Lee here. So can we all agree that mental health is okay to discuss and doesn't have to be so taboo? Life throws curveballs at us on a daily, and the least we can do is cater to the relationship that we have with ourselves. So catch a new episode of my podcast, Because Life, every Wednesday to hear me and a mental health professional go there as we dive deep, be vulnerable, probably cry, and definitely laugh to discuss issues we all battle that become part of our mental health journey. Look, I get it. Life is hard, but talking about it together can make it a little bit easier. Tune in every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorced Not Dead and I'm solo today and I'm glad you're all enjoying the solos so much. So they seem to be my most popular so I'm sticking with them for a bit and thanks for always listening, sharing and tagging me in your love for Divorced Not Dead. And don't forget, we've got a new addition to the show, which is I have a voicemail now. So you can all leave me a message or any question at 001 5225527. So ask your questions on 001-833-522-5527. And I can't wait to get back to you all. Okay, so today's podcast is about time management and getting the most out of your day, which is something I'm still learning to do at the age of uh, 45. And I will admit happily that I'm not the best at time management, but I'm working on it. And here are some of the hacks that I've come up with that work for me and that can work in all areas of your life, such as home, work, life, body, mind, et cetera, et cetera. I think time management obviously starts with a positive attitude, which is, I think I've told you before, the start of everything for me. Positive thoughts, positive vibes, never letting your head go to um, that space where you think that no can do side of you. So number one is just simply showing up for yourself 
and knowing what you're able to achieve in a week and make it happen, which is actually something that I've shown you a lot with the vision board. I think the vision boards work on this basis because it's literally just having things. And I mean, it's not maybe a vision board is based on a year and this is based on a week. So just having your weekly list and ticking each thing off physically in front of you shows you what you've done, what you've achieved and what's left to do and making things happen. And the one thing that I'm really, really good at is I'm a doer. You know, I'm a closer. I always say, you know, bring me something, I'll finish it. There are lots of people out there that sort of start things and get waylaid or distracted halfway and they just don't finish. I see things through to the end. I'm stubborn and bloody minded. And, you know, that's how you go and get things because it's a dog eat dog world. You know, if you don't finish till the end, someone else will. For example, so, you know, things that you can do to help yourself get things done, right? First of all, start earlier in the morning. So I've set my alarm. I sort of, I'm not a morning person. I'm getting better. Okay. It's not something that's natural to me. And if I could, I'd probably start my day at lunch. So I've started sort of opening the windows or not closing the curtains in the bedroom, just, you know, so that the light comes in in the morning so that you sort of have that lovely air. And I'm very, very lucky because I live in the penthouse of this apartment and I can sort of the breeze at the top here and I've got a big balcony. And I think just sort of opening the windows, getting the light in, start your day the right way. Every morning I have a shot of vinegar, white wine vinegar, sorry, two tablespoons. And then I have my morning coffee and I look outside and I think that gets me excited straight away. Now, I would like to say that I'm getting better at this and I don't look at my phone first thing, which is something I really should probably put off, but I do still check my phone. So I'm not going to lie to you, but if I can, I, I try to check it and then do, you know, not for as long as I used to, which I used to sort of look at that, then look at the the news and read the newspaper for sort of half an hour, 40 minutes, which I love doing, but it can start your day the wrong way because I think today we're sort of bombarded by bad news at the moment and that can have an effect on you. So I've sort of changed it around where I sort of have the coffee, check my um, messages and then I pull out my affirmations book, do my affirmations and just do my to-do list and look over the last to-do list. Then I put it down. That can take nothing. It doesn't need to take any time. Like right now, I'm also putting myself back on a diet. So I think routine is just key for everything. I'm about to work I, because I've been so busy lately. I haven't even been able to have my gym routine and which is what I really, really miss. So I'm, I'm getting that back too because my arms are looking like jello. So to-do lists are great for you. Put a two-minute or five-minute task on a to-do list. I'm really tough on this with my girls too that work for me in the office because I think, you know, structure is so important. Just do them and focus on bigger tasks at hand and move the dial so that you can see the progress you're making in the day. So getting up early and starting your day is like key. Um, Most of the most successful people in the world morning people. I think I read this thing the other day. What was it? Mark Wahlberg and who was it? Someone else, someone like Stallone, I think, gets up at 5 a.m. and starts their day. I mean, that's insane to me. Absolutely insane. Actually, I've started following another couple in America, Miami. They do the same thing. They start their workout at 5.30 a.m. But, you know, 
they're multi-millionaires. So I guess, you know, the, the longer hours they have to play, I kind of start a bit earlier, later here, I suppose I'm sort of up and out at like 10, 9 or 10 by the time I've been to the gym. But again, with the time difference, it kind of works for me because I work really late here because my business is in America and the UK. So UK is behind and so is America. So I kind of, I get an extra lie in here, which is quite good. But, you know, starting your day early and with the gym and with, you know, going for a brisk walk gets your endorphins going. It moves your body. We complain we don't have enough for us, time for ourselves, but... You know, we've had restrictions so long that it's so important just to get out and breathe, I think, and, you know, feel more free and get outdoors and move your body and you'll be massively benefit from it. Another thing to do is batch cook, you know, batch cook things that you can freeze, put them in the freezer, you know, put them, make all of this stuff up so that if you're, you're doing a, a spaghetti bolognese on the weekend, make enough bolognese that you can freeze it and you can have four or five different dinners from it and make, you know, chili as well out of it. And there it is, you know, it's already in the, in the freezer for you. Soups, all these things that are so easy just to freeze, reheat so that you're not being driven nuts every day you get home to have to cook for yourself as well and the children it makes life so much easier for you okay next point be present in your work and deadline driven so try to avoid all distractions or any other area with distraction in it including your workspace or your kids or you know your phone going off i mean i'm i get so easily distracted and you know like by kids by the house by all the house staff i mean also just looking around my room I'm terrible. I'll be in the middle of something. I mean, I've got complete ADD and suddenly I go, oh my God, I've got to rearrange my cushions. It drives everybody nuts. My brain works a thousand miles an hour. So I can be doing a, a project, a hotel, you know, drawing on, on a project that I'm doing. And then the next thing I know, I'm thinking about washing Taz and I'm trying to train my brain not to do that. Not to mention I have Sergio who loves to, whenever I'm like in the middle of doing something on my phone or I use my phone as notes, you know, loves to come up and tell me his day or whatever it is. And I'm like, then I lose track. Then I get sidetracked by something he's doing and then you never go back to it. So it's just trying to sort of give yourself that peace and quiet and away from everybody. Like today I was in a meeting and my children get out of school at 3.30. I don't know about any of you, but they call off the bloody hook if they want something. It's always a time that sort of scares me because it's one after the other after the other and they all need my attention. And if I'm in a meeting, I'm absolutely screwed. Block time to dive into your emails in a day. So try and set a time every day to go through them. I cannot bear to see a WhatsApp, an email, anything on my phone that isn't opened, which is also something I need to train myself to do because what happens is I have to answer it immediately. Answering it immediately actually distracts you from what you're doing because you're always watching your phone and I need to get it where you say, okay, I'm going to block in the morning after I've done my everything, sit down and that's when I've put a time in now to sit with my secretary every single time and go through a list so that I can prioritize the list with her because no one else is inside my brain as much as I'd like them to be. And then once I've done that, that's when I should go through my emails. As I'm saying this, I'm actually teaching myself these things as much as I'm probably trying to teach you. So I said, 
what do I say? Do as I say, not as I do, is it? Anyway, they, and then, you know, once you've done that, you can prioritize. And I think that's the most important thing, as I said. So, you know, I have a secretary who's tried for years to prioritize for me and it drives me fucking up the wall because she can't prioritize my list. How can she prioritize my list? She can have a good guess, but unless I prioritize my list, no one else can do it for me. So, and only I know what I want done first and what makes more sense for me. So, you know, and actually, what was it? Lauren Richinger said something quite interesting. She's a, a woman, very successful businesswoman that I interviewed. If you haven't listened to her interview, go back and have a listen. But she said she prioritizes and does the ones that she dislikes the most first to avoid putting them off. And I think that's absolutely fucking genius because obviously, we always prioritize the things that we want to do first and the ones that we don't want to do last and they just kept getting shoved to the bottom, bottom to the bottom, bottom, bottom and never get done, which reminds me as I'm saying this to you, I still haven't finished my wedding album because I've got 3,000 pictures to go through and I keep putting it off for the next day. Well, I'm now three months later. There you go. Don't do too much at once. I'm terrible at this too. And so is Sergio because he absolutely and I are like mad scientists and we need to take it on and finish each project one step at a time. If you take on seven, you become jack of all trades and master of none. Finish each thing and, you know, finish them diligently with effort and detail so you don't have to get back at it. So it's completely put to bed and you feel comfortable that that's done, dusted, next project. Put everything in your diary, not only your meetings, but your calls, your gym time, your walk time, your rest time, your mindfulness, your breaks, everything that you want to get in in the day and visualize it because you know you have to achieve it in one day. Now, I'll tell you what I do every single morning along with my chat with my PA who comes up to my bedroom. We go through my day. Before she even arrives, she sends me my day what my day looks like, because I don't know about anyone else. It goes in my diary and I don't even really look at my diary. She is my diary. She is my walking diary. So she then screenshots my day every single morning before she gets here. So I know what's coming. Then she also reminds me through the day of what's coming up because I'm also, I need alarms. I need everything because I get distracted. So there you go. And visualizing it means that, you know, you don't get so scared by your day because you know exactly how it's going to go. Stop procrastinating, get it done. Everybody is their own worst enemy. There's always a reason that you can't do it today. You know, stop putting it off just get it bloody done. Sergio is king of procrastination, drives me nuts. But when I push him and push him and push him, he gets it done. So it's always, I can do this tomorrow. No, you can't. You're going to do it right fucking now. Avoid unnecessary meetings and don't set meetings that are already not, you know, exciting for you that you're dreading already, you know, that you don't really want to do because you're going to cancel, which has caused you time to arrange it, time to cancel it. And it's a time drainer, not to mention it also annoys the other person, right? So then they get more desperate to see you. People keep asking to reschedule. You keep rescheduling, you keep changing it. And actually you just don't fucking want to do it. So don't do it. Don't push yourself into a corner. As I've said, if you have to force yourself into something, it's not the door to open. And I think that's really, really key. Only open doors that you want to, because honestly, once it doesn't feel like work and you're enjoying it, you'll never have to work a day in your life. So frankly, 
that is my biggest bit of advice for that. Don't forget, girls, to treat your wellness, your mindfulness, your exercise, your beauty as you would your job. I literally prioritize that into my day because, I mean, basically the way I look is my job and my mind is you know, fresh. And if I've done the exercise that I want to do, I haven't been able to for ages and I feel so guilty. My body doesn't feel good. And I don't feel like I can crush the day if I don't feel good about myself, which is what I've always said about confidence. It's not a luxury. It's a must. It's a need must to be able to sell yourself to others. You need to believe in yourself and you can't believe in yourself. You don't feel good about yourself. So get out there and prioritize yourself today. You know, go and make that gym appointment, go and get your hair done, whatever it is, get the facial and add it into your day, just as you would any other business appointment. Traveling, you know that we all travel and and, and I go off with the three kids. I split one month, one month. And invariably the flights are so expensive, I don't bother coming home. So I go from one place to the next and packing for three children, unpacking in hotels, you know, and making sure that I don't have to take, you know, ridiculous amounts of luggage, which I do anyway for myself, but the children only end up wearing certain things. Packing and planning to pack is so important. Now, I think if anyone that follows me knows that I also, you know, have packing books for myself so that if I'm traveling or I need things or, you know, if I don't know what to pack, I've got books so that I know if it's a hot weather holiday, if it's winter, and I'm very lucky because the job I have, I work with a stylist I've worked with for a long time. So she knows my style so she can take pictures of things. But honestly, people, you can do this for yourself. But, you know, because of my my job, I'm blessed with having this girl help me. But, you know, again, this is not necessary. You literally just say, okay, you could spend one Saturday afternoon shoving out four or five amazing looks for a holiday and, you know, putting it all down and photographing it so that when you do come to pack, you can remember what needs to go in. Have you got the necklace that goes with the dress, that goes with the shoe, that goes with the bag? And also, by the way, doing it this way, a lot of things are interchangeable. You can change a look by simply changing the shoe or the or the accessory, therefore not needing to bring as many clothes. Getting your packing books available to you and just changing accessories and making them with like just Polaroid cameras for yourself is such a good hack. It really is. I'm going to start buying those little packing bags too that my assistant has been driving me nuts about. I put all my shoes into bags, but I'm I'm getting really good at packing now. Or should I say Sergio is, he's the packer. He is the packer, the carrier, and he's actually in front of me sort of waving his hand saying thank you for getting the credit. But yeah, he's really good at it. So if you don't have a Sergio in your life, then I'm sorry to say you're going to have to learn to pack. And then the children's packing, that's another nightmare. So again, you need interchangeable clothes. So just, you know, I take a t-shirt for every single day because mine are mucky puppies. I take pajamas for every single day and then I change the shoes and, and things like this for them so that it's so easy. And it's easy for them. They don't want to get confused. My children like to wear the same thing all the time anyway. So, you know, and, and teaching them to unpack and pack for themselves is key so that you can pack for you and you're not just, you know, a slave to your children. And that comes with responsibility and giving them responsibility within the house. And mine are just about to get to that age, really. I don't think I could let them pack completely on their own because God knows what they'd end up with and I'd end up having to buy everything again when I get to the other end, which would defeat the whole bloody purpose. But... 
unpacking they can certainly do and taking care of their things and checking under beds and making sure they haven't left things. I want them to learn, you know, to take pride in their clothes and their things because I certainly spend, you know, a lot of thought and, and money on them. Even in, you know, Zara's not even that cheap today and then we all know our kids are in and out of them so quickly so it's important to instill these values you know and make them appreciate what they have number four is what do you want to get out of your week so you can achieve mind body and work balance setting your five minute tasks and you can use a timer for this but it's not necessary is you know really helpful and you can see whether things are working or if they're not or if you need to ask for help or delegate to somebody else household chores work life mind and body so so many things you know what is working for you in your life what isn't you know and I agree with things like even people humans I had one of these talks this morning with one of my lovely employees, like her very, very much, but is she working for me, you know, as a part of this team? And it's so important when you have a small business people or you're running a home or you're having this to, to identify whether the person is alleviating stress or causing you stress. If they're not, sadly, you need to act quickly and find someone to alleviate the stress because you cannot do everything effectively on your own. Life is so short. You need to make choices and you need to use your time wisely. And I always say that too with friendships. Exactly the same way you would run your office, you should run your friendships. When people don't serve you anymore, and I don't mean, you know, you should always have yes people around because I absolutely don't agree with that. You know, you need to be challenged in life too. But I do think that once a relationship has served you, you need to cut it off. You cut it off and you move on because all this sort of back and forth and procrastinating and like he said, she said is just blocking your energy. It blocks your energy and, and sort of doesn't allow you to move on. And I'm going to do a whole thing on friendships because you guys ask me all the time. And, you know, I think it's really, really important. And I've told you before, the way I do this is simply visualizing a door, visualizing a chapter, like you'd move on from a boyfriend or, a, you know, a husband or wherever you are right now and saying that was wonderful. That was wonderful while it lasted. And now it's over. You know, I've always said with friendships and husbands, I don't want to work that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. And I think most of you can see that, I, and I get it a lot that that's why I'm with Sergio because it's just easy. Now that's not to say that he doesn't challenge me and that we don't have our own ups and downs. Of course we do. But in general, we end up laughing about it. We, you know, it's not that serious. You know, we fight hard and we love hard and you know, then it's, it's easy. And if someone doesn't serve you anymore, don't waste time move on. Time is precious. We don't have much time. I've told you before, I'll tell you again, life is a egg timer. It's quicksand. Blink and it's over. Grab it. I just got a message from a woman this morning saying she'd spent six years unhappy and she's still in it and she can't leave, Caroline, were her words. I can't leave. And I'm like, what the fuck are you waiting for? If you know you've been unhappy six years, six years is far too long. Do it. 
Again, put it on your task list. I know what the hardest part is and why people don't stay is they don't want the uncomfortable conversation, the two-minute uncomfortable conversation, because once it's out of your mouth, it's over. Instead of sitting in six years of being blocked, you won't be able to get the job you won't want. You won't be able to perform the way you want. You won't be the happy... I think she said, I want to be a happy, silly mum, and I can't do it because I'm, I'm being judged by my husband. Well, we've all been there. I won't let allow that to happen again. If I'm going to be a happy, silly mum for the rest of my life, and I don't want to be a serious mum, and if someone wants me to be serious, then they've married the wrong woman. And, you know, if you feel that you are not your true, authentic self, you're in the wrong place. So time management is, again, come. it starts with you. It starts with a new you. It starts with the want to do it. It starts with making the move to do it. So get up, push your wake up call, even half an hour earlier than normal. And so that you can get something done, your list done then. My head is always spinning. I have a notebook by the bed. I keep it beside me. Tick off everything you're achieving and Keep your brain like a little notebook. And Sergio and I write list after list after list. My PA brings me list after list after list. Do it the old-fashioned way and see how much you achieve this week. I hope this helps you a little bit and you've enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. Baby, baby.